Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Here we go. I want to tell you today from the position of spiritual sonship today, I want to declare a message to you. And I believe the heart of the Father is communicated. This is what I see. I see a strong local church where people have a solid foundation in God's Word, steadfast in prayer, full of compassion, walking in the great commandment, fulfilling the great commission, and ushering in the presence of God through praise and worship. You just did that today. Being positioned for the harvest. There's a team getting ready to go to El Salvador. Pretty excited about El Salvador, mission to El Salvador, what God is going to do with a city to touch, which you did yesterday and clothed, uh, thank you, uh, with a nation to reach. That's what we continue to do with our mission. And then a world to change. You're world changers, ladies and gentlemen, you're world changers. So this, um, this particular uh, vision or, or mission or declaration that we make, I just simply believe that every time we get together, we gather, that the presence of Father God is experienced and embraced and the power and the authority of the Word of God are going to be taught and that the regeneration and endowment be obtained in and by Holy Spirit and that broken are healed and that the lost are saved, disciples are made, and kingdom sons and daughters are manifested. So it's an apostolic ministry that we have. We believe that we have the motive of the Father, the mission of the Son, and the ministry of the Holy Spirit is what we call apostolic ministry. We're training leaders, we're equipping ministers, we're affirming ambassadors, and we're mentoring sons and daughters. I just want you to see it again. I want to keep it before your eyes. I just want you to just to remember that uh, we had a prophetic word from Haggai chapter 2 in this consecration. The Lord said, be strong. Someone say, be strong. Because the Bible there says, be strong for I am with you. So the Lord is with you so you can be strong. And then he went on to say, and my spirit yet remains with you. So don't be fearful. Don't fear. So be strong and don't be afraid. Say that to yourself. Be strong. Don't be afraid. For in this place I will give you peace. And that word peace is not just the absence of terror. It is the absolute presence of God, Jehovah Shalom. With nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken. He spoke to us that from this day I will bless you. In Haggai 2 verse 19. But from this day forward. Somebody needs to get a hold of this prophetic word. And say this for yourself. Moving forward in this year. But from this day forward. The Lord said he will bless me. I'm blessed and not cursed. I'm above and not beneath. Huh? I'm healed and I'm whole. I am not sick. I'm not broke, busted, and disgusted. I am blessed of the Lord and highly favored. I am blessed of the Lord and highly favored. Look, something's going to come out your mouth. It might as well be something that your heart can follow after. If we put the word of the Lord in front of our mouth and we start walking after it, God has something to work with. I am so disgusted. I am so broke. I am so, I am so, I am. You're using God's name in vain when you say that. I am is his name. He is the I am. So anytime I say I am, I need to adjust what I say with the I am. I am blessed of the Lord and highly favored. I am healed and whole. I am, I am whatever you, you see the word of God declare, we agree with it. I am. 
Pastor Dan, can't I say I'm not feeling well? You could say, my body is working on catching a healing right now. And the great I am is at work on the inside of me. Well, it's just a matter of semantics. Yeah, but how's that work for us so far? I mean, how has that really worked for us? So we're going to put the right words with the I am component. So the Lord said, but from this day forward, I will bless you. And then the Lord said this in verse 23. I have chosen you, says the Lord of hosts. Is there anyone here like me who wasn't chosen when they were picking members of the team? I don't know if that was you, but I, listen, there was a day where I was skinny and scrawny. I know it's hard to believe as full gospel as I am today, although I'm less full today than I was at the beginning of this consecration. I'm not going to tell you how much I've lost, but I can tell you when I stepped, when I stepped on top of the scales of this morning, it didn't go. So I know, praise God. Any day under 300 is good. And every day under 290 is even better. It was a good day under 280. Oh, that's all I'm saying. You look good, Pastor Dan. You look good. I know. Ham hocks just don't look good on me. Stick away from the ham hocks. So. The presence of God in this consecration, we learned about the dynamics, the dimensions, and developing the awareness of it. We've spent time in this consecration looking at what does God want to do in the year 2023. And it's been important. We saw in Psalm 76, verse 1, 2, and 3, see praise in Judah. The Lord sees Judah, and Judah is filled with praise. And there's peace in the tabernacle. We took time to unpack that. And then his habitation is his people. God's habitation is his people. I'm looking at his habitation. He is in here because you came in here. Now the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and he's omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. So we know he's here, but he came in a special way. The moment you graced the parking lot with your presence, sons and daughters of God, you are ordained of the Lord to be the habitation of the Lord. Know ye not, Paul said, you are the temple of the Holy ghost. Filled with praise, filled with power, filled with glory. Remember that one? So we see here that um, my, my prayer, my declaration is still this. Holy Spirit, govern me. Guide me. Ground me. Grow me. Guard me. Glorify Jesus in and through me. And empower me to give Jesus to my world. And you know what the Lord says to that? Absolutely. He loves to do that. Why? Because you were created for this. You were made to be a reflection of his face. So I want to begin right here in a proverb. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 19, if you would, with me. Proverbs chapter 19. And uh, we'll, we'll just look at some golden texts and just kind of jump in for what I believe um, the Holy Spirit is trying to bring unction for the function of our lives. In Proverbs 19, verse 12, Proverbs 19, verse 12, the king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion. Mm, that's true. Have you ever heard a leader that they're, when they're mad, they're, ah, they're just, it's like a roaring lion and it can be scary. The king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor, but his favor is like dew on the grass, but his favor is like dew on the grass. Okay. That's not moisture on marijuana. Okay. I just thought maybe for clarity's sake, 
Someone might need to understand that. Okay, Mary Jane, leave her out of all of that right there. But his dew is on the grass. If you don't know what I just said, just ask your neighbor after a while. They'll explain it to you, okay? Because I'm sure there's some folk in here. Okay, so we just leave it at that. But I, I understand that when I look at this verse, his favor is like dew on the grass. I want Go to Psalm chapter um, 5, and I'll, I'll talk about that dew on the grass there for just a moment. Because in, uh, in Psalm chapter 5, and we'll look at verse 12. For it is you who blesses the righteous man, O Lord. You surround him with favor as a shield. For it is you who blesses the righteous man, O Lord. You surround him with favor as, a, as with a shield. So this morning when I got up and walked out and was surprised that yesterday was an enjoyable, pleasant day of temperatures, and then this morning was a reminder that we are in the fickled part of uh, America, where if you sneeze too many times, <clears throat> candy, it will change the weather. <laughs> and the weather changed. So somebody was sneezing last night. Was that you? I'm just asking. So the weather changed and it got cold. And, and this morning when I went outside, there was dew on the grass and on my vehicles. In fact, it was cold enough. The dew got frozen. Now I stood there for just a moment and I looked at that and I said, Hmm, now dew is a blessing. When the dew comes upon the grass, it is the blessing of the Lord. It is his favor. And then I looked over to this neighbor and I went, Oh, they've got favor on their grass too. Then I looked over to, um, Mama Nathan, Sister Nathan, and I saw she had favor on her grass too. And then I saw it on the Thompsons' grass. And then I saw it on the Ortez's grass. Then I looked across to another neighbor that I saw there was dew on their grass. And I'm not quite sure they're like lovers of Jesus. I, I know a couple of my neighbors and we're working on that part. Are you hearing me? And as far as I could see, there was dew on the grass. In fact, was I, as I drove, you know, that lengthy drive to get here in the morning, a mile and a half, um, I saw that everybody had favor. I'm going somewhere with this. I need you to get the right understanding. I need us. Let me say it that way. I want us, me, to get the right understanding about the favor of God. I think we've had a misunderstanding about God's favor. And I want you to see that God's favor was a whole lot easier than what we thought. In the very first garden, God created man after his own likeness. Favor was all over Adam and all inside of Adam. And there was so much favor in Adam that when God reached into Adam's side, and as the first anesthesiologist and the first surgeon pulled a rib and took some tissue and brought some some uh, nerves and some other muscle and bone. He brought that all out and he formed another amazing creature. Adam from the earth made of red clay and woman from his side, prime rib. Ladies, you are favored of the Lord. Adam came from the dirt. Ladies, you are prime rib. Can I have an amen from one of the ladies in the house today? 
You know, husbands, you're not a, you to look at your wives and say, ooh, prime rib. Gorgeous. Yeah. So listen, there's favor from the beginning. In his likeness you were made, his favor was in you. You have favor because his likeness was there. Now I understand as you do that in that garden there was a problem that arose. A lie that was told and an act of treason that was made. And Adam and Eve fell. And the image of God was marred in them, but not removed. Thousands of years later, we have these men who are looking at this nation that we live in. And they begin to identify that there's a need for a new way of doing life and community. And a constitution is formed and a declaration is, is, a, is established We hold these truths to be self-evident. Every man and every woman has been made equal because we have been created in the image of God. There is no subcategory. There is no differentiation other than some people happen to have more pigment and don't burn as bad as Yehu here. (laughs) Listen to me. The very beginning favor was put in, built into who you are. And so in that sin and that treason came a failure, but God immediately makes a promise. I will bring redemption for you. And he looks at the woman who heard the lie, believed it, and her husband with her. Don't don't get that apart ever. And he makes a promise to her that from your seed, not the seed of Adam, but the seed of God, from her seed, there would be a redeemer. I just need you to understand from the very beginning, we see that the dew is on the grass for those who are sons and daughters and those who are yet to become sons and daughters. There's only two kind of people in the world, them that are saved and them that are about to be saved. Can I have an an amen from a missionary, from a believer, from a son or a daughter? There's only two kind of people in the world, saved and about to be saved. And so this morning, I'm, I'm asking you to see with me that favor is not hard to live in, obtain, function in. Favor is that you sat far enough away that when I just said favor, I didn't spit on you on the front row. That's favor. Praise God. You're favored of the Lord. Um, Grandpa Clay, there's a spot over here we'll need to get after service. So I just need you to see here something about favor and what God does with it and how it surrounds us. And you sang that, to, you sang that this morning today. You sang about the favor of the Lord surrounds us. So I want you to know something. Good news. Your breakthrough is not out there. Your breakthrough is right here. Now, I I didn't get my own self breakthrough. I had to do some repenting and some relenting and some acknowledging that there was one that was greater. And the greater one has come to do that work. So there's an obedience. I'm going to get ahead of myself for a minute and just say this. There's an obedience to the promise of God so that his favor will be active in you. The Bishop Cahill taught us that the first place where blood was shed was in the heart of Father God in that he had already committed his son to die for us. Before the foundation of the world, he was committed for our salvation. 
So literally we see that favor was in the heart of God for us before us ever was us. Favor. I need you to see that there is some deceptions in favor. In Proverbs eleven twenty eight and Psalm 52 and, and 7, we can see where there are people who try to make wealth or finances or property or possessions, uh, the acquisition of real estate as a picture or the definition of favor. And that's, that in and of itself is literally a deception. So as a believer... When you look out and you see a wealthy person who is living their life wicked. Have you ever seen the wicked prosper? For a while. Try this side over here. Have you ever seen the wicked prosper? The unrighteous man prosper? For a while. For a while. Madoff prospered for a while. People have said that they were bigger than Jesus Christ. They prospered for a while. Folk, you gotta, we have to understand today that there's a deception concerning favor, and I don't ever want to fall into that. So things are not the definition of favor. But favor will engender prosperity. According to the, to the writer of the New Testament, Paul, he said that, that favor, it's... I would rather that you be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. So it's spiritual, soulical, physical, social, and financial. So this morning I ask that we not fall into the deception and that we understand there's dew from heaven that has come. Uh, Do you mind if we just go run over there to Psalm 133 and anchor our our thoughts on that one right there. Psalm 133, and um, I think I'm going to have to read all the verses in that chapter. All three of them. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers. We're not going to leave out two sisters. For the sister and two. For the brothers and the sister and to dwell together in unity. Another, another translation says harmony. Uh, and it goes on to say, it's like the precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard. So we know that Aaron and his sons are favored to serve in the house of the Lord. And the Lord chose them so he marks them and they're anointed. That's a picture of favor. Even on Aaron's beard, coming down upon the edge of his robe, it is like the dew of Hermon. That's the mountain there in the, um, literally on the north end of Israel. The dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. The rain and the snow. When the snow is melting, it goes down into the earth. And we have stood at this northern part of Israel where the water comes out from under the ground and it comes up out of the ground. And they've got these pools, um, shallow pools where the water is literally coming up out of the earth. And then it keeps flowing to a larger, deeper pool, to a larger, deeper pool, till it goes into a contributary that runs all the way to the Jordan River. And then from the Jordan River, it runs all the way the length of Israel, all the way down to the Dead Sea. But there is a river of God that is going to be seen in the day yet to come. We went down underneath the Temple Mount, and they took us to a place under earth, way back in the back. And we stood in front of this large segment of, of space about the width of about the, the width of this platform and, and a, a little bit more than the depth from the floor to, to Joe. And we looked at it, and I'm looking in, and the water 
water was very, very clear. I thought, oh, maybe it's, you know, a couple feet deep. It was 40 feet deep. The water was so clear, so clean, so pristine, 40 feet deep. And they said, there is an aquifer of water underneath Jerusalem that is so great we can't measure it. And then he looked at me, this Jewish man began to say, have you not read, oh preachers, because it was a preacher's group that we went with, have you not read in your Bible that out from underneath the, the throne of God in Jerusalem will come a river that will flow all the way down to the Dead Sea, turning the Dead Sea into a, a sea that is thriving with teeming with fish and producing life. When the river of God flows in your life, it'll turn the dead sea of your life into a teeming, thriving, living water, river, sea. Woo! Sorry, just a a little bit of my mama coming out. She's like a teapot. If it gets a little too hot, just now, if I start strutting across the front here, then, then Dwayne knows something, something about to come. When that Thompson anointing come up on us, you know, God about to do something. I'm going to tell you right now, God's favor is bigger than you have even ever imagined. And the dew of Herman is yet flowing. And the Bible wants you to understand there's dew, there's favor in the earth, on the earth. So don't get fussy when somebody who's not doing righteous or lovely or behaving and they're doing wicked and they're hurting and, and they're vile. Don't, just don't, don't look at that and, and wonder why is God allowing them to prosper in that? It's because God, who is prosperity, released it in the earth. So it's here. In other words, it's easier for us to walk in the fullness of the purposes of God in our life than what we'd ever imagined. Now, because of the death of Christ, favor has come for everyone. Just not everyone has yet responded to his provision. Do you mind looking at that with me in 2 Corinthians? Let's just go there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we'll look at verse 19, just because it, it settles the issue. This is what it says. Um, I think I'm going to back up just a, I'm going I'm to back up just a pinch. Verse 16 said, therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we've known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now, all things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has commanded to us the word of reconciliation. That is favor. Because of Christ and his death, he has extended the favor of life everlasting to whosoever will. Hence, our ministry of reconciliation is to go to them and show them God, has, God doesn't hate you. He loves you. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes... Listen, if we're so fixated on God needs to hate some people I don't like, you will miss ever being able to walk in the favor of God that was intended for your life. You, can't, you cannot walk in God's favor and be fixated on your disappointment with everyone else. So there's this favor in the earth. But what are we going to do? How are we going to access it? How will we walk in that? So I can see here that in that death of Christ, the favor of God is extended to whosoever will. 
Now, your response, it could be you, you can make it today or if you've already made it is, I believe that God has sent his son and that that provision, his favor for salvation has been extended to me. And now I, I act and live as a minister of, of that. So it's defined in this way. Are you with me? We define the favor of God like this, exalted. Use that word exalted. In Psalm 2 and 6, we can see the power of how Christ is exalted and he is the head and we are his body. In Luke 10 and 19, you can see, um, you know what? I won't preach everything, but I got to preach well what I, where I'm at. So I'm going to have to go back to Psalm chapter 2. And if you want to go there with me, you can. But I, gotta, I just have to anchor this in real quick because there's something significant about it. This is the word that it says in 6. But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. So I need you to understand that the reason why you can function in the favor of God is because Christ is seated at the throne of God. That's, that's my facts, Jack. It's not my truth. It's the truth. Because Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. And the word of God told us in Psalm that as, but as for me, I have installed my king. I have enthroned him. I have installed him. I have seated him upon Zion, my holy mountain. There is a head. And the head is the one producing for us the flow of life. And we are his body, the body of Christ. So the reason why I want you to see how he is exalted, I am not a, I'm not walking in favor because I've got another position that's higher. If you get a, if you get a, a bonus, you get a raise, you get a, uh, you know, a new position, you get, you know, you're going to be over more people. Understand that that's not, that is not the definition of favor. It's a result of favor. People who don't know Jesus but do their job well and work hard to help the company that they're working for find themselves walking in favor. Because favor is a principle because the Lord made the earth. His favor is in the earth. I'm not talking about this dirt out here, this rocky Ozark mountain dirt. I'm talking about you and me, you beautiful clump of clay, you and I, the earth. There's favor here. And so if I just do the things that are Basic principles of uh, caring for another man's uh, assignment or his, his portion, then there will be increase, there will be favor. So, favor flows, it comes, it's, it's amazing. Exalted. So, Christ is exalted, He's the head, we're the body. But what I like about Luke chapter 10, uh, I think it's important for you. You need to know where the head is and you need to know where the foot is. Because when you know and understand the power of uh, your authority, behold, behold, Jesus says, I've given you authority, favor, power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Nothing will by any means hurt you. Behold. Jesus is wanting you to see there's a favor he has put in your life. Behold, see this. I've given you power, authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions. So I'm going to ask you today to understand the devil only has a right to speak in your ear if you let him up from underneath your feet. 
Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.